When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. The following is a presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports. Duck Insider. Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Look out. He's got some room. He's got some speed. And he's got the end zone on his side. Got it. Touchdown. Oops. That was too quick. How do you like the start of this football season? The flush with the right hand. Goes up. He's blocked. This is Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. Time now for your daily dose of Oregon athletics. Here's your host, Joey Mack. Well, we're moving on. That's what we're going to try and do anyway. It has been a long weekend, but the sun came up on Sunday. It's always important. Everybody is okay. Even after, I think we can all agree, what was a disappointing loss. There's no doubt 
with everything that we saw with Stanford that things look good. But there were certainly some things that we need to figure out as well. We'll talk about all of that coming up over the course of the show today. Your Facebook comments and questions on the show as well. Matt Ulmer, Oregon Volleyball head coach, is going to join us coming up. That will be a fun conversation, I think, for all of us because he is, one, fired up, and two, you may not realize this, but because of the practice schedule, we actually have had to record our interview with Matt Ulmer every week. And now we don't have to do that anymore because school is back in session and the practice schedule is such that we will not have to do that. Really looking forward to talking with him. But your Facebook comments and questions over the course of the show today, we also hear from Mario Cristobal, head coach of the Oregon football team. I understand uh, that we have a echo coming in. Zach's working on it. We will get that figured out for you. Here, live radio. Zach, turn off producer program. And now the yeah. echo is gone. Un- unplug something. Woo! Yeah, that usually works. Woo! Way to go, everybody. Way to go. Randy on the radio side, were you hearing that? I, well, now I can't even hear Randy. The point is, we'll fix it for you. <laughs> it's going to work out. Everything's going to be fine. It's a Monday after a game, everybody. Okay. Your Facebook comments and questions. Uh, I see Josh, Joey Mack, we're having technical difficulties. Hey, but is it working now, everybody? Thank you. Thank you. Way to go, team. Way to go, team. It's actually – so what happens is we have so much going on in this room. We do everything here, Zach and I do. It gets sent to Randy back in the radio studio. And so what's happening is Randy's hearing us, and then it is actually coming back to us down Randy's talking line. We'll get that fixed for you, I promise, but I think everything should be good now for everybody tuning in. All right, so with this game, yes, that sucked, didn't it? There's no way around that. And the players and everybody know that as well. I already see a lot of you guys, in addition to our echoing, that the team, I thought, did a lot of good things. I thought the team did a lot of good things. Your thoughts, guys. I mean, seriously. This was a game that I think Oregon feels like they should have won. Stanford, I think, stole one. I think everybody would agree. But you know what? It happens. A couple mistakes in Stanford, we talked about it. They're not a team that beats themselves, and they did not beat themselves in this game. I think that there are a lot of positives to be taken. One, Dylan Mitchell. What a performance from Dylan Mitchell. Can we all take a moment and just and just think about that for a second? Dylan Mitchell had the second most catches in Oregon history. He also had the second most yards in a single game in Oregon history. Whew. Good day. Justin Herbert was 25 of 27 going into overtime. That's efficiency against a team that is known to have one of the better defenses in the country. We'll talk about that more, but with a lot of these, I think, mistakes that Oregon overcame, or tried to overcome anyway, those happen, you know. I see a lot of you asking about the officiating and the call. So let's go through some of those significant moments in this game. The moment when the Ducks were up 24-7 and Jalen Red scored what a lot of people thought was a touchdown, then it was reversed. That was a huge turning point in this game, there's no doubt. So I know that everyone was upset about it. 
And we were even discussing it on the broadcast and talking it through and going through the rule book and everything else. But that actually was the right call. Whether or not you agree with the rule, that was the right call. Here's why. If the pylon is set up, it's on the out-of-bounds line. So the, the pylon is actually at the goal line but is positioned out-of-bounds. Jalen Red's leg hit the pylon. The ball had not crossed the plane of the goal line yet. And that's where I know a lot of people were asking, well, hey, what's the deal with with that? Like if the ball is – if he dives with the ball and hits the pylon, it's a touchdown. That is true if it's the inside part of the pylon. Maybe you don't agree with the rule, but that is, unfortunately for the Ducks, what the rule is. Because Jalen Red made contact with his body with the pylon and the ball had not crossed the goal line, it was the correct call by the officials to put it at the one-yard line. Now, that isn't why Oregon lost the game. I think the Ducks would tell you that then after the misplayed handoff when Cyrus Habibilikio came in to try and punch it in at the goal line anyway, it could have made it 31-7 to there. But that misplayed handoff, then the snap that went over Herbert's head that led to the Stanford TD, it was a 14-point swing. It was a 14-point swing. It went from potentially being 31-7 to to 14-24. to It's a big swing. And I thought that was the biggest turning point in this game. It was just a couple things that Oregon was not able to overcome, unfortunately. And I think the Ducks, and I think every fan, myself included, would tell you that in a perfect world, you don't want to ever be in the situation where the officials have to, or the officials determine the game. I mean, you just don't want to be in that spot. I think a lot of you agree, and I think that everyone, it looks like, is is agreeing, at least for the most part, in the Facebook comment section. I, I'm going to do my best to keep up with all your Facebook comments today and answer them. And then, of course, when C.J. Verdell fumbled with 51 seconds left trying to get a first down, hey, I, I know a lot of people are going to second-guess that. It certainly was the theme of the post-game press conference. Do you run in that situation? Why don't you just kneel and then punt it in that situation? You know, I'm of the opinion going for the first down there is is the right call. Not that my opinion matters at all. But I thought that was the right decision, to go for the first down, especially after you've been running the ball so well the whole game. C.J. Verdell ends up being the Ducks' leading rusher as Tony Brooks-James got a little tweaked in this game. C.J. Verdell was having a great day. The offensive line, I thought, was stellar against or, or against Stanford's defensive front. So why wouldn't you keep the ball in a reliable guy's hand like C.J. Verdell behind that good offensive line? You get the first down and the game's over because Stanford had a timeout left. If you kneel there, you're going to have to punt with five, ten seconds left. You don't need to do that. You just you don't need to do that. If you're going to try and go for the first down, I think there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. 2020 hindsight, everybody's going to second guess everything. But that again, that wasn't where the game was lost. Every play the coaches will tell you is an important piece to the giant puzzle that is a football game. And unfortunately, Stanford overcame some, or Stanford took advantage of Morgan mistakes. The Ducks weren't able weren't able to overcome them. Tony Brooks James, I see Douglas asking. Uh, he did tweak his, I believe Coach said his ankle. We got have, we, yeah, Zach's confirming. Coach Cristobal's entire press conference, he just met with the media about, oh, an hour ago. We'll have that entire press conference for you here coming up in just a moment, talking about how the Ducks now bounce back. Because the real key here, everybody, is you can't let a game like this beat you twice. The Ducks had a chance to knock off the number seven team in the country. I think they'd say that they probably should have knocked off the number team, the number seven team in the country. But that's just how things go. Justin Herbert was stellar. Dylan Mitchell was outstanding. The defense is tremendous. Rob Mosley pointed this out on Twitter yesterday at Duck Football. After holding Heisman finalist Bryce Love to 89 yards on 19 carries, 
The Oregon football rush defense is now number four in the FPS, allowing 75.5 yards per game. The 2.13 yards per carry allowed by the Ducks is number three nationally. That is a stout front seven. I was really impressed with the play of Gary Baker, Drayton Carlberg, a couple others as well. In fact, Drayton Carlberg was, I believe, the guy that tripped up Scarlett on that key fourth down stop that the Ducks had that I think everybody thought, hey, that's going to end up being a huge key in this game. There's a lot of good things. That Justin Herbert, 25 of 27 in regulation. He now leads the Pac-12 in both passer rating at 179.41 and touchdown passes with 13. He's got an 8.95 yards per play average this year. That's the best in the conference, and that's outstanding for Justin Herbert. Absolutely outstanding. Some big swings in this game. Stanford stole one. Now the Ducks trying to move on and learn from it. Oregon's 3-1, 0-1 in the Pac-12. I thought the offensive line played its best game of the year. They kind of beat Stanford at their own game, didn't they? The physical nature of that game. Oregon, I think, has a lot of things to learn from. But one thing that I love, and you'll hear this from Coach Crispo coming up in just a moment, he said, hey, this is something to think about. There's no such thing as a consolation prize in a loss. But ultimately, Coach Cristobal said he liked what he saw on film. The Ducks did a lot of good things, just some miscues that Stanford took advantage of. According to ESPN, the game between Oregon football and Stanford was the most-watched Pac-12 game on the ESPN-ABC family since 2014. That's impressive. People like watching the Ducks. I think they saw the Ducks and what they're capable of on a national stage. Now how they respond against Cal is going to be very, very important. This is the sort of game you can't let it beat you twice. The Ducks have their first road test against the Golden Bears coming up, a 7.30 kickoff. That means a 5.30 pregame for us on Saturday across the Oregon IMG Sports Network. I'll do my best to keep up with a lot of your Facebook comments and questions. I love what Shane just said. Jordan Scott is a beast. Stanford couldn't stop him. That's a great point. Jordan Scott, man, we talked about that heading into the game. That is an unheralded guy on the line, and I thought he did a great job occupying quite a few offensive linemen for the Cardinal every time Jordan Scott was in there. And Matt already wondering, if so if Stanford, UWL all beat each other, all end up with one pack of loss, what is the tiebreaker? Oh, we're already getting into the tiebreakers a week into conference play. Uh, the tiebreaker would be best overall record. So if, if that ends up being the case, then it gets into who beat who and what the uh, record against the division is. Then it goes into overall Pac-12 record. Then it goes into ultimately the highest ranked team in the college football playoff, actually. The tiebreaker gets super convoluted as things move forward, and I think Matt brings up a good point. I mean, Washington, Stanford, and Oregon, I think those are the three best teams in the conference. They're all in the North Division. They're going to have to beat each other up moving forward. All right, I'll try and catch up with some of your Facebook comments and questions, and I, I, I also agree with this from Tobias. Ugo Chukuamati did have a nice day. I thought he made a lot of big big plays and some nice decisions for the Ducks, especially in a secondary against a very physical, very large, <laughs> very large team in Stanford. I also thought that uh, the penalties, this is another thing to point out, four penalties, as John mentioned, huge improvement from last year. The Ducks went from being the most penalized team in the conference last year so far through four games. The Ducks are the least penalized team in the Pac-12. That's that discipline from head coach Mario Cristobal. All right, coming up, we're going to hear from Mario Cristobal. Part one of his press conference is coming up right after this. Stick with us here on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Hey, will you hand me a bag? Here's another can. The founder of the Boy Scouts of America said the real way to gain happiness is to give it to others. Scouts here in Eugene are doing just that with Bottle Drop Give. 
The money they earn from collecting bottles and cans at football tailgates pays for scout trips and training. So do twice the good. Recycle your empties and donate your refund to a nonprofit like the Boy Scouts. Bottle Drop Give. When you've got your sights set on a goal, whether it's planting roots, planning your future, or going for the big win, you do what it takes to make it happen. And On Point Community Credit Union can help. We support our community with local banking and lending that unlocks opportunities. Because just like our Oregon Ducks, we play as a team and we win as one too. On Point is a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Join in at onpointcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA, equal opportunity lender. Duck Insider, your home for the latest news on Oregon athletics. This is the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Hi, I'm Lenny the Lifeguard. I only have a few seconds during this time out to give you a few tips on ways to reduce stormwater pollution. Number one, fix any leaks your vehicle may be dripping on roadways. Number two, pick up after your pets. If they, uh, you know, go while walking, these items can get washed down the storm drain when it rains and end up polluting our lakes and streams. Please remember to hop to it. Protect our water because clean water is everyone's responsibility. This message brought to you by Stormwater Mascot, Lenny the Lifeguard. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo Hundo P Hundo P Adjective Short for being 100% sure or certain As in If we get a puppy I'll Hundo P always walk it You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt U.S. Kids and the Ad Council forward here on Duck Insider. Looking forward to the matchup with Cal. So we have um, what I call a sarcastic, inspirational, yet somewhat inspirational, really inspirational quote board here in the studio. And so the inspirational quote that I had last week, I believe, was what I do last week, Zach? Improve. No, don't raise your voice. Improve your argument was was what I did last week. And this week I just put move on. Next game, baby. That's the best advice. We Next game, this baby. Week. Next yeah. game. Next game. We're ready for the next game. Your Facebook comments and questions. I think I covered most of what everybody was talking about. Everyone getting into the tiebreaker now. <laughs> yeah. Good luck trying to figure out the convoluted tiebreakers of the Pac-12 and any other uh, <laughs> conference for that matter. Coach Cristobal met with the media today. We got your Cafe AM two-minute drill coming up. And uh, Oregon Volleyball head coach Matt Olmerga will join us here in studio coming up just a bit as well. Mario Cristobal, part one of his press conference meeting with the media just a little while ago upstairs in the Hatfield-Dallin complex as we kick off Cal Week after a tough loss um injury wise um austin Falu is is questionable all right he suffered an ankle injury he continued playing but he's certainly uh, a little bit swollen today um aside from that i don't see any uh, significant injuries um you might remind me of some if i'm missing something but um overall our guys understand that immediately must be focused on playing a, a really good opponent conference game on the road um Going on the road for the first time this year, uh, 7.30 game. Um, we really brought the attention to this in the offseason, the importance of playing well on the road for it. it was something that in conference we did not do a good job of that last year. So that's been a big part of our offseason as well. And um, and our guys understand that improvement is, is great, but cutting it close is, is not 
going to cut it. We've got to go the full way. Got to go. Uh, got to go 100% in terms of our preparation and make sure that our motivation comes through our preparation as well. Mario, uh, could you just kind of take us to the running backs room on a couple of things? How did CJ respond in practice? Um, how's Tony doing physically? And uh, is Taj Griffin going to transfer? Okay, uh, Taj Griffin is going to transfer. And again, um, it's playing time oriented. And anytime a, a student athlete has a decision to make that's in the best interest for himself, we support 100%. And so we do. Okay, and certainly uh, going to wish him well and help him. Um, CJ. Uh, he's got the full support and trust of his team. Difficult moment for anybody in their career to go through something like that. Uh, tremendous lesson learned, obviously. And when you watch the tape, he really didn't try to reach the ball. He just tried to use his lower body to propel himself forward, but very costly. Um, but he has the full support of everyone. He was out there running around and practicing hard, fully focused on improving. Uh, Tony Brooks James tweaked his ankle in the course of the game, but returned later on and was probably able to go. Um, but he seems to be okay. We feel he's going to be okay, so we're counting on him going this weekend. On the left, James, second row. Mary, with the time to look back at the tape of the second and three, 55 seconds left, and seeing exactly how Washington ended their game in a relatively similar situation, any change in perspective with how you would handle that situation? Well, I don't think you second-guess yourself after the fact. I mean, we, we snapped the ball in second and really two with 58, 59 seconds on the clock. Okay, so at some point in time, if we don't get a first down, we're going to have to punt. And the decision, um, just like respectfully informed you on, uh, on Saturday, was rather not send the punt team out there and risk a potential issue with the punt team as well. So uh, that was a decision, and uh, you know, obviously it didn't work out, but that's the uh, thought and the train of thought behind it. Mario, when you look back at, at the tape, were you any more or less encouraged by, by the game? Were you able to maybe look at some of the positives when you had a little bit of distance from it? Yeah, you know, when uh, when you look at it, we played the type of football we want to get to, playing on a consistent basis for about 90% of the game. You see some, um, some great moments of physicality uh, at the line of scrimmage. You see some really high-level execution on both sides of the ball. And then you see, you know, about 10% of the time where the, the breakdowns were, were pretty significant and, uh, and resulted in some really big plays and ch change of momentum. And some of them were self-inflicted, and those are the painful ones. But when you look at uh, in terms of, uh, of the way we played uh, and how we played with passion, with intensity, with a uh, tremendous amount of effort, you see a lot of positive things. And um, the biggest thing is understanding that you know, these games, especially conference games that are just like playoff games, a full 60 minutes is a full 60 minutes. Any one play, every single one play is uh, as important as any other one. There is no lesser importance. And um, and you've got to be able to stay focused and on task the entire time. So we're going to continue stressing that, emphasizing that, sticking by our, our, our players and, and making sure that we galvanize the team. Uh, and I think sometimes games like this do that for you, you know, you do, it does that for you. You learn a, a painful lesson in a painful manner that should uh, not only motivate you, but also um, just really bring out the best in you as a true competitor. What did you make of your defensive line and the depth that you had, the defensive line? It seemed like it wasn't just your three starters that were making plays against them. Yeah, Drayton uh, did a nice job. Um, so did Gary Baker. Gary came out and, and made some nice plays. I know that... Uh, 
Gus got in there, did some stuff. Uh, I mean, the combination of all those guys playing together uh, results in some really productive play. And we uh, we did a really nice job, you know, in the run game. Uh, I know in the third quarter, uh, or I should say the fourth quarter, um, they might have hit us on a couple of plays, a misfit here or there. But overall, just the effort, um, controlling the line of scrimmage, our fits and whatnot, uh, certainly continuing to take steps forward in the uh, the physicality of our play up front. It seemed like that was a, probably the biggest stage Justin's played at. I mean, could he have handled mm -hmm. that game any better? It seemed like he was about as sharp as we've ever seen him. It's very sharp, impressive, and he seems to get better and better. Uh, I think the moments as they get bigger, he'll get better as well. I mean, he is driven. He hungers for that. He wants that for his team. And his preparation uh, carries him through all that stuff. I don't think there's anything that'll allow him or he won't allow himself to flinch. So he, uh, I know he's committed to preparing harder than ever going forward as well. On the defensive side of Saturday's game, what did you see from Justin Hollins? Justin, you know, he's, he's always he's played really good football for us. I know that uh, they were really trying to make it difficult for him to get to the quarterback. They slide their protections one way or the other. And a lot of times he was to the zone side, you know, where you have three blockers blocking two guys. But uh, he did get there on a few occasions. Uh, he did a nice job against the run as well, was really physical. Just a player that continues to develop and evolve. And uh, he's so important to what we do, so important for so many reasons. And he uses his length well. He uses his power well. He's extremely quick, so he got underneath a lot of stuff and forced stuff to bounce. Played a really good football game, proud of the way he played. Uh, Mario, this is your first uh, road game of the season. Uh, what kind of concerns do you have uh, uh, playing your first road game? And also, what to make of Cal unbeaten? Mm -hmm. Maybe a little bit of a surprise. Cal's doing a great job. I know they're 3-0. and they, they cracked the top 25 this week, deservedly so. I know they beat Utah. Uh, I'm sorry, BYU. I'm sorry, on the road. Um, and what they showed is a, a tremendous amount of playmaking ability on defense to get that game swinging in their direction. Uh, they do a great job in the secondary. I, th I believe they have seven interceptions thus far. And they, they do so much. They move so much up front. They're very athletic up front. Nose tackle is a really large guy. Um, the combination of him, Blunt in the center, and the combination of all the movement that they do up front really causes some issues. And so they force those, those balls to bounce outside. The two inside linebackers are really active, really high football IQ players. They will knock you back. They are true inside linebackers that can run sideline to sideline. And everything we've seen from them, um, it speaks highly of not only a disciplined defense, but a defense that has a lot of athleticism. They know their scheme. They know it well. They do a great job. Um, offensively, they're very multiple. They're very diverse. They played three quarterbacks, and all of them very different in their own way. Uh, one's a, One can do both. Another one is probably more of a passer, and and the other one's a dynamic athlete. And they have designed several plays for the quarterback, um, set themselves up in formations that really put your defense. It makes you compromise certain things where your eye discipline has to be at to the max at its best in order to prevent some large chunk plays. And they've created some really big plays, and they've created some problems for the defense that they have faced so far. So um, facing them, and again, their offensive line does a great job. They're physical. You know, they get after you. They play with really good effort. We um, we expect their best. We know they're a good football team. It's at home for them. For our guys, it's an exciting moment and a great challenge. It really is. And, and our focus turned to that immediately yesterday after our film review of uh, Saturday's game, knowing that we, we have a lot to prove to ourselves. 
as a football team. We feel we haven't played our best football yet, or we still haven't played our, our full, a fully and complete game yet. And um, going on the road is something that requires, it's a different mentality. It really is. And it galvanizes and unifies the team more than anything else. Uh, your trust and belief and accountability whenever you go into a conference game on the road has to be at the highest level. And all of those things are, are points of emphasis and things that we work on on a daily basis. So I know it's a long answer to a short question, but uh, yeah, I was trying to encompass everything in there for you. It's a great, great challenge for our guys, and we're really looking forward to it. How has the work this team has put out put uh, in throughout the year prepared them to respond to the loss on Saturday? Well, I think it prepares you for that game and to whatever the outcome is. You know, I told them before there there's never going to be a consolation prize in a loss. We just don't don't operate that way. I think you could destroy your your, your psyche that way if you do so. Uh, the reality of the matter is it's it's not uh, difficult to see their progress as a team. You know, I know I mentioned it before last year that game was forty nine to seven. Do you take a loss in overtime? No, you just don't. Do you acknowledge that you've accelerated your development and growth and that the cap is closed and you have an opportunity to take that next step? Absolutely. So the approach to that is just becoming more hungry and uh, more driven, understanding that if you can fully just trust the process and focus on our preparation and focus on all the things that you must do to get just a little bit more out of yourself and your teammate. If everyone just could just get that much better, that much better, and that little percentage of improvement could be a, a monstrous result. And I think, I really believe our guys understand that and they're committed to that. That's Mario Cristobal, the Oregon football head coach, meeting with the media in the Hatfield Dallin Complex earlier today. More of his press conference coming up, including a more detailed look at Cal as the Golden Bears are in the top 25 for the first time in a long time. It's the first time in 13 years that these two teams will meet when they're both ranked inside the top 25. More on that matchup coming up with Coach Cristobal in just a moment here on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Wherever you go in Oregon, you'll find lottery dollars working because you're playing supporting what matters to Oregonians. From schools and job creation to state parks and wildlife habitat, and now veteran services and outdoor school. Win or lose, every dollar you play adds up to a better Oregon for everyone. The Oregon Lottery. Together, we do good things. At Mackenzie Willamette Medical Center, our focus is the evolution of emergency care. We're expanding our ER, giving you greater access to the care you need, from the area's only accredited chest pain center to posting our current average ER wait time and our commitment to the 30-minute ER pledge. We strive to give you more expertise with less waiting. At Mackenzie Willamette, better emergency care begins here. We work diligently to have you initially seen by a medical professional within 30 minutes of your arrival, owned in part by physicians. This is Duck Insider from IMG, from IMG, America's home for college sports. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. 
Open calendar. What's my schedule looking like? Next Thursday, you will be caught in an emergency flash flood between Park and First Street. What? No. No, that, that doesn't work. I'm, I'm busy then. Decline. De decline. Floods don't exactly work around your schedule. Disasters don't plan ahead. But you can. It starts with talking to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. So don't wait. Communicate. Get started today at ready.gov slash plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joey Mack here with you. Time for today's two-minute drill, brought to you by Cafe Yum, and more from Coach Cristobal coming up in just a moment. This has been a very successful weekend for a few different Oregon teams. Women's soccer won one nothing on a Marissa Everett goal in the final minutes. A spectacular cross from Zoe Hasenauer, then a great header from Marissa Everett to give the Ducks a one nothing win. Oregon soccer is at number 14 in the RPI right now. That is the top mark in program history for RPI for women's soccer. That's pretty cool. Volleyball with a five-set thriller against number 22 Washington State. The Ducks got the win in five sets at Matthew Knight Arena. We'll talk with head coach Matt Ulmer coming up next actually on the show about that five-set thriller. Two-minute drills brought to you by Cafe Yum, restaurants throughout Oregon and Washington serving Northwest inspired catering and takeout for your next gathering or meeting menus at cafeyum.com. Mario Cristobal, the Oregon football head coach, continuing his press conference from today upstairs at the Hatfield Dallin Complex. Coach Cristobal on the matchup with Cal and more. Obviously having Justin available will help, but what have you talked to the guys? What can you do as a coach to be a better road team this year as compared to last year? Well, it's got to be from the get-go. You've got to make sure and understand this is a business trip. And I understand we have a lot of players from California, and there will be a lot of families there, but um, we're not going there to to have family time we're not you know there'll be a there's always a window there a small one for families to see their uh their sons and whatnot because that's important i mean there's a reason that we recruit california so heavily uh and that's one of them you know to make sure that for us it's local it's part of uh it's almost like it's in-state recruiting for us but the other part of it is is that going on the road requires a special type of discipline and focus it starts with really today with going to school getting to class early being respectful, making sure you have all your materials, having a mindset that puts you in that business mode and understanding that it's got to be like that throughout the entire week, the moment we get on the bus to the airport and fly out there and land uh, and have our meetings that there can't be anything uh, in any way, shape, or form that can distract us from what we're going there to do. On the right, Ryan. <clears throat> Mario, when the red shirt rule came out, all the coaches around the country were – in favor of it obviously but did you anticipate that players would use it to kind of feel things out for four weeks and transfer and how do you feel about that i think so i think so i mean it's uh you know it's it serves a purpose and that it, it serves multiple purposes and i think that's okay i think that's okay because you know at the end of this whole thing it's a uh, you know you have 85 scholarship players on your roster you have another 20 guys that have walked on and a lot of those guys are competitive they have a chance to play and I think there's points and times throughout the, you know, young man's career where, you know, it's it's time to keep going or it's time to do something else. I I don't ever judge that. I don't. I don't. For us, it's very simple. We do right by our guys to the very end. Uh, whether there's agreement or disagreement on playing time, it doesn't matter. You're always respectful throughout the entire process. That's what you owe everyone. That's what everyone owes each other in these processes. So I think, um, 
I think that when a, a young man explores those options or whatnot, I, I really have no problem, no problem with that at all. I know you said Sunday was was a really good practice, but mm -hmm. did it require any kind of work on your guys' end to get the guys focused, or were they kind of self-prepared in that regard? You confront it right away. You make sure that the whole uh, meeting starts off with approaching this thing and confronting it with shake it off, right? I think we've all heard that a million times the coach speak about don't let don't allow yourself to get beat twice by the same opponent. In other words, don't let that that game linger in your mind and in your mood and in your attitude for an extra week, therefore affecting your next game. Okay. The best thing, the best thing about something like this is the fact that there's a lesson and a lesson wasted if you don't learn from it. So we cannot waste it. Cannot at all. You've got to make sure you approach it directly and teach and teach and coach and coach and make sure that, uh, there's clarity, you know, that there's progress and that you move forward and understanding that these lumps and these painful steps are part of developing and um, improving yourself as a player and improving as a team. You mentioned school getting going. Is it just as simple as moving practice up a little? Or are there other schedule changes you guys will deal with in starting this week? Practice has to start half an hour earlier uh, because we have so many guys, 25 guys that have a noon class. Therefore, we like to give them a full hour where they can get uh, something to eat, get showered up. Uh, we don't want them to go into class all stinky and whatnot. We want to make sure they represent uh, and get there in time, you know, be able to find a parking spot. You know, we don't We want to make sure we do it, do it right. We're very kind. Back in the day, I got to be honest with you, you were let out of practice about seven minutes and you had to shower, eat, shave, put on clothes and get to your class 20 minutes away in seven minutes. Well, we uh, we make sure that uh, those guys have time to get there because it's important there. Look, it's with our guys, it's simple, and, and we always make sure we go right at this thing is there should be absolutely no difference with the way you approach your football life as you do with your academic life, okay? You're, you're early for meetings here. You're dressed, you're taped, you're enthused, you're ready to go. It's the same thing for class, and it's, uh, it's about class. It's about respect. It's also about mindset and DNA, right? And that has to be um, – we, we tell guys in recruiting, it's like, look, man, we this this is a place for people that are serious about academics and football. So uh, we always um, we always start off, you know, that this day, this particular day like that, so that there's a clear understanding for everybody. All right, you've encompassed some of these topics already independently, but altogether, you're coming off a loss, you've got classes starting, mm -hmm. your first road game, you got a bye week after that. A lot of people in this industry would call this a trap game. How much of a concern is it from a coaching perspective, from a staff perspective, of all these factors together happening at once that this could set up for such a circumstance? Well, I think that uh, the reality of it is there's more stuff going on. I think you said it perfectly. And I also think it becomes what you let it become or what you coach it to become. So as a coach, you have to be honest with yourself and realize, okay, these things are going on. Let's make sure we address them. Let's make sure we get out in front of them. Let's make sure from a scheduling standpoint – uh, from a rest and recovery standpoint, from a time management standpoint, probably the most important part, if we have classes on these days and these are our tutoring appointments and our assignments are due on these days, let's make sure that those blocks of free time are used wisely so that a guy doesn't try to make up his work on an airplane or at 2 in the morning on a Thursday night as opposed to us making sure we manage and help them manage their time. And I mean, especially young guys. Young guys, it's kind of new for them, right? You know, like these young guys, they're used to going to high school, bell rings, period two, bell rings, period three. Here, you might go a full day without a class, but then you have your four classes the following day. So 
time management, which is on us and teaching them. Uh, every single new guy on the team has a mentor, which helps them with that as well. And our academic services, they do a phenomenal job making sure our guys are on point. So we handle that that way. Um, we make sure when we get them in the building, they're locked in on football. They're, there's nothing else that they can do during their locked hours over here. So we locked them in. Uh, we heavily involved the leadership council as well. You know, just like, you know, Ugo did a great job speaking with the team yesterday. And a bunch of those guys have been doing that throughout the course of the year. Um, so that's how we do it. That's how we manage it. Coach, I think we kind of dwell on a team getting over a loss like that and, and forget that coaches who are adults seem to have maybe a little more trouble moving forward. You find out your players help the coaches. Uh, young people have an ability to move ahead, move forward. Do they help you during a week like this get beyond that loss? I find it kind that you call coaches adults. I think that's, that's the first thing. Um, the coaches, by the time they show up and by the time they deal with their players, they have to have shaken it off because – they are they are smart. They're intuitive. They have great instincts. And if it's in you and you haven't shaken it off, then there's no way you can, you know, convince anyone else to shake it off. So um, the best part about the trust in our program is that the players know exactly what's up because of how real we are with them. Um, as a coach, do you? Yeah, of course, it's it's the hardest thing in the world, man. If you're a competitor, right? If you live and die for this stuff, it's the most painful stuff in the world. So. But you also realize what you are, what your role is, and what your responsibilities are. So you buckle up, you know, you take it, you eat it, you learn from it, and you go. And there's no, there's no other looking back. There's no dwelling. You just roll, you know. You roll, but you make sure that you take every lesson possible and you apply it so you can go forward and have better success next time. Last question here, Ross, on the left. Thoughts on the, the home field advantage you had Saturday? What did you think of the crowd? It's the best crowd in America. I think we know that from... From going out there early at uh, in game day, I mean, that was absolutely shocking sight in a great way at the enthusiasm, the energy. I mean, uh, they cause a penalty for our opponent, you know, deep over there uh, in their own territory. Uh, they just they made it an unbelievable setting. And I think although one of the best things is that, you know, being on game day and that having that nationally televised game is that the entire country, you know, was very well reminded of what Oregon is and the fan base, the enthusiasm, the support, um, the affinity, the passion. It's just, uh, it's unmatched. So it was, it was absolutely awesome. It was absolutely awesome. That's Mario Cristobal, the Oregon football head coach, meeting with the media upstairs in that Phil Dallin complex earlier today. The next time we'll hear from him will be on the Oregon Football Coaches Show. That will be on Wednesday at 7.05. Join us at the Cooler and across the Oregon IMG Sports Network. It's all thanks to the Cooler. It's the Oregon Football Coaches Show, and it's at the number one sports bar in Eugene. Up next, we have Matt Ulmer, head coach Oregon Volleyball, after a 2-0 weekend for his Oregon Volleyball squad, including a five-set thriller. I see a few extra gray hairs. Oh, yes. Just oh, a few? yes. A couple? Don't. Just leave it at that. That's fine. All right. We'll be back after this. Matt Ulmer with us after this on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. When you've got your sights set on a goal, whether it's planting roots, planning your future, or going for the big win, you do what it takes to make it happen. And On Point Community Credit Union can help. We support our community with local banking and lending that unlocks opportunities. Because just like our Oregon Ducks, we play as a team and we win as one too. On Point is a proud sponsor of University of Oregon Athletics. Join in at onpointcu.com. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal opportunity lender. Hey, will you hand me a bag? Here's another can. 
The founder of the Boy Scouts of America said the real way to gain happiness is to give it to others. Scouts here in Eugene are doing just that with Bottle Drop Give. The money they earn from collecting bottles and cans at football tailgates pays for scout trips and training. So do twice the good, recycle your empties, and donate your refund to a nonprofit like the Boy Scouts. Bottle Drop Give. More Duck Insider coming up on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural, you must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. Back on Duck Insider, presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joey Mack here with you, the aforementioned Matt Ulmer, head coach of Oregon Volleyball, kind enough to join us. It's actually their off day as classes have officially begun. I'm sorry, students, at the University of Oregon. And no, it's good for them. They Co- need it. Coach Ulmer came in just for us today because it's their off day. So happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Coach. Yeah. Hey, uh, Benjamin already is asking, where are the socks yeah. with the sandals today? Off day. Off day, so off no sandals. Off day, sand- no yeah. socks. Okay, that's cool. It, it's like real clothes. That's cool. You yeah, know, I went I to did. Chipotle. They said, why are you so dressed up? <laughs> and I said, oh, that's so sad. Did they actually say They that? did. <laughs> so sad. One, 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 that they know me so much, but two is because this is me dressed up. Oh, that's outstanding. Yeah. Oh, that is great. All right, I'm Joey Mack. He is Matt Ulmer, head coach of Oregon Volleyball. Uh, you went 2-0 and over this weekend. Thoughts oh. on the win against the Beavers and thoughts on that five-set thriller that led to uh, six more Grays Harriers mm. against Washington State yesterday? Uh, Beavers, I thought we played well overall. Uh, a couple letdowns in the second set, and I thought they they picked up their game, kind of what we what we thought. They played great defense, and I mean we outscored them by 32, and I think they're a good team. They're getting votes in the top 25, you know. So I mean they're, they're pretty solid. Um, and anytime it's a civil war, sure. you know you want to do well. I thought we did, and we had a great crowd, almost 5,000 people, and so it was a good environment in Matthew Knight Arena. And uh, yeah, really good. Ronica Stone was great again, and our defense is getting better every day. And and I, fr- thought, I thought August Rasky played our best match of the year against them. And so. the freshmen, uh, not to interrupt, but the mm-hmm. freshmen learned uh, how awesome volleyball is and how important it is that they're there when they were all there on So Thursday. cool. Yeah, we had the pep rally just that before awesome. that. Went out, and uh, I sang. we sang happy birthday to Lauren Page. You we, sang? I, I led it, and wow. they all joined in with me, so that was pretty good. Well done. Yeah, that was good. Uh, yeah, and just got them a little fired up, and we gave them pizza, and they stayed, and we had a good good crowd. And How's your karaoke game? You pretty good? Uh, I, feel like you're pre- I feel like you're probably pretty good. It's not bad. Yeah. You know, you know it's pretty, Brooke Nunneviller can sing. Really? Yeah. There's actually a few students. There's actually a few student athletes. Uh, Julia Shett from women's tennis. Yeah, no, actually, I, was play, just, I went to soccer the other night, and she was. we sat next to each other, and we were trying to figure out um, you know, what we were going to do together. So I think, yeah. So we're on to something here. We're on to something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
She's really good. We digress um, real quick. Uh, if you could pick one song to karaoke to, what would it be? Hmm. Think about it. We'll, we'll Champagne move on. Supernova. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like that, Zach? Uh, that's great. You weren't expecting that. That's I was not expecting that. That's okay, outstanding. Well, that's outstanding. I could do. It. I almost just did it for you right there, but I held back. It's okay. Washington State on Sunday. You got the five-set thriller. A top yeah. 25 matchup, Matthew Knight mm -hmm. Arena. It's the only time you guys play them this year. That had to feel good. Yeah, I'm happy we're not going to Pullman for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're good. I mean, they're just they're really big. Their block is very imposing. Uh, I thought they served us really tough. We ended up passing a two three, which is a really nice number. But in the sets we lost, I thought that's where they got to us a little bit, and that that allowed them to block some balls. Um, I don't I don't know if we ever got comfortable. Uh, I thought Lindsey Vanderweide played a great match, and so she got Player of the Week, you know, off of that. And uh, Veronica was again steady for us, but nobody else really picked us up offensively. Ber uh, Brooke Vinsicle gave us a little bit of a spark in the front row with some key kills including the last one. Brooke Nunnaville had 35 digs, which is pretty, a lot. pretty impressive. So, yeah, I, I thought uh, I thought our defense was, was up to the task, and that was great. And then we just found a way to win, which good teams have to do, right. you know. So I, I like that we're able to play different styles and be successful. Oregon State, I think we had like 350 and one, and then here we hit 180 and one. So, I mean, that's that's good stuff. Lindsey Vanderweide, Ironica Stone, both named uh, Players of the Week by the conference, as Coach alluded to. And uh, we were just discussing before going on here, Brooke Nunaviller, I thought, got robbed, man. She yeah. should You should have swept the weekly awards. Yeah, I think um, I think she was the one that I thought for sure would get, you know, was going <laughs> to get it. So, uh, But it's okay. I mean, she just got it you know, a couple weeks ago, and then I'm sure they want to spread the wealth a little bit. So, yeah, proud that they recognize Lindsey with 1,000 digs. That's you cool. Know, that's really cool. So she has 1,000 kills, 1,000 points, 1,000 digs. That's rare, isn't it, to yeah. find somebody that yeah. can do all those I things. I mean, especially – I mean, she's 6'3". You know, so to be able to have 1,000 digs over your career and be the, be her size and play as high above the net as she does, and she's a really good blocker. And so it's just her whole game right now is really maturing and blossoming and so that we need it. So the kills were big, though. The kill, yeah. I mean, as, as great as her defense was, we needed her to score, and she did it. Yesterday. Are you finding more athletes – as volleyball, I think, has become more and more of a popular sport, especially, I think, at the collegiate level with all of the media exposure. I think a lot of people are going, yeah, this is a fun sport. Mm -hmm. Are you finding more athletes that are more well-rounded, like Lindsey Vanderweide, that can do more things? Is that becoming more common, or is it still pretty unique, as unique as it once was? Yeah, I mean, I think before, if like, you were like six foot six one and could do that, you know, it was pretty good, and now they're six three, six four, and they can do that. So um, I think definitely – I think right now we're the second most participated sport in prep. Wow. So to track and field. That makes sense. You know, so I think, you know, we've gotten probably some basketball players that have come over, the ones that don't like the contact. Sure. You know, and our sport <laughs> our sport is for sure grown. And so I think we're getting, you know, bigger, stronger athletes, and they're learning how to play the game at a younger age. So you're getting more Lindsays, you know. But it's still rare. I mean, that's why Catherine Plummer from Stanford is right. such a phenom because she's 6'6 and does that stuff. You know, and that's why Lindsay is so great. That's why she's been an All-American, because she can do that. Washington State has two, you know, and that's why they're a really tough matchup, because number five and number ten from them, they, they can do all those things too. So, He's yeah. Matt Ulmer. He's the Oregon Volleyball Head Coach. Ducks are 2-0 in Pac-12 play, and uh, nice to be able to relax in your own bed again this week. Yeah. Huh? It is nice to be home, yeah. And Arizona's playing really well. Um, they just took Stanford really tight at Stanford. Um, so That's tough to do. I'm happy we're here playing them right now, and you know we'll give them our best shot and then turn around and play Arizona State, who's good again, and they had a good tough win at, at Cal on the road. So uh, our conference is it's just really silly. I think nine teams are in the top 25 this weekend or this week, and then uh, Oregon State's receiving votes is the 10th. That's pretty good. Oh, my gosh. You know, it really is just so deep, and there's just there's just no easy match. There's no letting down. So. I'm curious with Arizona and Arizona State. I mean, traditionally, they're always powers. 
Arizona State had a down year last year, mm-hmm. but it seems like they're on the resurgence. Before that, yeah, before that, they were top four for a little bit. Yeah. Um, Arizona always plays great defense. They're really well coached, very disciplined, and then they always have one or two hitters that can just keep them going offensively. They have a really nice setter, Julia Patterson, who does a good job. And so they're just – they're really solid athletic middles. Uh, but they just dig and pass and serve the ball, and that's what you have to do to stay in the game, and they do that really well. Um, and we just seem to always be in a fifth set against them. Yeah. So same with Washington State. So I, I assume it's going to be a similar type match if we're willing to fight for it. Uh, and then Arizona State, yeah, they have some nice athletes. they got a good transfer from USC on the outside who does a really good job for them. Um, so they have some athletes that they can compete. And they can they – Again, them and Cal, everybody in our conference can beat anybody. Interconference transfer, huh? I know like, that can't be very. Yeah, there's not a, there's not many of them. No. Yeah, there's not many of them. But that's a little funky. Yeah, I think it worked out for both sides. But yeah, she's a good one. He's Matt Ulmer, Oregon Volleyball head coach. Eight o'clock on Friday for the matchup with Arizona, and then one o'clock on Sunday for Arizona State as Oregon Volleyball will be in action at Matthew Knight Arena again this weekend. So far, so good, though, huh? I mean, it seems like this this has been one of our. Uh, Conversations where you haven't had as haven't had any negative things to say. I'm all right. Let's keep doing that. No, huh? there's a million negative things. Oh, come on, come on. <laughs> there's a million. <laughs> there's so many. Yeah, we just. I mean, that was Sunday. Yesterday was so frustrating. Uh, and I mean, part of that is Washington State's good, and you know they can make you frustrated. But you know, we just uh, we're just not very consistent. You know, in a lot of different phases. So it's frustrating when you think you have something figured out, and then all of a sudden it goes away again. You know, and then you have to find it. But, I mean, that's sports. That's life. So it is well, what it is. It, but, you know, you wouldn't have anything to do this week. That's if right. Everything was perfect. Yeah. I mean, our offense, you know, our offense was so good against Oregon State and then equally as terrible against Washington State. You know, so, okay, so who are we? You know, probably somewhere in between, I guess. So we're going to have to pick that back up again. Uh, you know, August, one day I think could be the best start in the country. And then the next day, you know, you know, I'm just struggling with her. So, you know, we just have to get more and more consistent. And that's that's the goal as we move out. Willow Johnson has to be better. She has to step up. I thought she had a nice second half against Washington State. So hopefully she gets her, you know, her confidence back. Um, yeah, there's so many things. Samikil leads the conference in hitting and then hits zero. Yeah. You know, stuff like that. You know, okay. just stuff like that. Well, you want me to keep going? Or? I didn't mean to bring it up. That's but his I, fault. I, th- I thought it was a good weekend. That's 2-0. his fault. Ducks are hoping to move to 4-0 this weekend. Yeah. Hey, before I let you go real yeah. quick, uh, Danielle yeah. and the Stomp Out Cancer game on Sunday. Tell yeah, us a little Sunday bit about that. ASU, we play at uh, 1? Yes. 1 o'clock? Noon. 1 o'clock. 1 o'clock against <laughs> ASU. Right, they all blend together. One game at a time. Eight one o'clock game at a time. Eight o'clock Friday. Friday. I'll be there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One o'clock. ASU stomp out cancer. So it's Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, and so as you know, Daniel Bixby is part of our team, number twenty-two, um, and so we're just trying to wa- raise awareness and some funds for her on Sunday. I think they're going to sell uh, the stomp out T-shirts. That's cool. Yeah. So we're going to have some of those there. So please get out to the game, support, uh, wear yellow. So yellow is the that's the color um, for the month for the cancer. So that's what we'll be doing and. Uh, yeah, I think it'll it'll be a great game. And uh, Danielle today is doing her last round of chemo. Oh, that's so awesome. this is it. So uh, I think her last day is when she comes in for our our match on Sunday. That's cool. So hopefully we get some great news from her after this week, uh, and then we can really have a great great time with her on Sunday. And I think it means a lot to her and her family. And and hopefully we get a lot of people out there supporting Danielle and supporting the, the fight. For more details on what we're talking about, we've talked about it on the show a lot with Coach Olmer. You can find him on GoDucks.com, working with Team Impact. Uh, it's awesome. Helping out uh, Danielle Bixby and hoping uh, to – hey, how about get a win on Stop Did you see her breakdance moves? That was awesome. Oh, my gosh. She's so good. She's uh, She rivals – See, Ronica. She rivals run wa- see, one Ronica see, Stone. See, Ronica doesn't stand yeah. a chance. I'm telling you, yeah. Danielle. That's good stuff. Hey, cool. thanks for taking the time. Thank you. I really yeah. appreciate it. Thank and you. good luck. Here's to moving to 4-0 after this weekend. Go Ducks. He is Matt Olmer, the Oregon Volleyball head coach. There 
there in action Friday, Arizona, 8 o'clock at Matthew Knight Arena. We'll wrap up Duck Insider after this on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Everyone wants to give their kids the world, but sending them to college can seem overwhelming. I'm John Zeiser with Country Financial, and I get it. My wife and I graduated with college debt, and we didn't want that for our three boys, Anson, Paxton, and Hawkins. So we're taking simple steps to prepare them for college, and Country Financial can help you take simple steps too. Because whether you're our customer or our family, we want you to be successful. Find an authorized representative at takesimplesteps.com. Wherever you go in Oregon, you'll find lottery dollars working because you're playing, supporting what matters to Oregonians. From schools and job creation to state parks and wildlife habitat, and now veteran services and outdoor school. Win or lose, every dollar you play adds up to a better Oregon for everyone. The Oregon Lottery. Together, we do good things. Your daily dose of Oregon athletics. This is Duck Insider from IMG. Question. When you walk into the boardrooms of the most successful companies, who do you meet? Answer. Men and women who played high school sports. Education-based high school sports give us more than athletes we can root for. They give us leaders we can depend on. Question. So where will we find tomorrow's leaders? Answer. High school sports. This message presented by the National Federation of State High School Associations and the National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. <laughs> the dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. <laughs> so take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Duck Insider presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Joey Mack here with you. My thanks to Matt Ulmer for joining us today, head coach of Oregon Volleyball. And today's show is brought to you by the North Fork Public House, a new Oregon-inspired restaurant in Crescent Village here in Eugene, serving locally sourced farm to Fort Grub, open daily at 11 a.m. It's the first road test for the Ducks in Berkeley. That'll be a tough one against number 24, Cal. This is a Golden Bears team that has intercepted the ball seven times this year. They just beat BYU a couple weeks ago after B or then BYU went on the road and beat then number seven, I believe, Wisconsin. Yeah, number f they were number five when BYU beat them. Is that right? Okay, Randy says they were number five when we beat them. All right. The point is that Cal under second-year head coach Justin Wilcox, they've had a little bit of a quarterback controversy. We'll talk about that throughout the course of the week. But this is a playmaking defense, as Coach Cristobal put it. Oregon's got to be able to take care of the ball and win the turnover battle. That was definitely something that did not go Oregon's way against Stanford was the turnover battle. Some key miscues for the Ducks. You can say what you want about the officials, second-guess a lot of things. But at the end of the day, Oregon just a few too many mistakes, and they weren't able to overcome him and Stanford took advantage of them. We'll talk more about that over the course of the week. Offensive coordinator Marcus Arroyo will meet with the media tomorrow. I'm also hoping to talk with Dylan Mitchell after his breakout performance. Justin Herbert was cool as ice in that game against Stanford. Very, very good. And I've also uh, got a request in to talk with Shane Lemieux tomorrow. I think it's going to be fun talking with Shane Lemieux. I actually think Shane Lemieux might be the best interview on the team. 
I, I really think he might be the best interview on the team. You heard from Coach Cristobal today. My thanks to everybody for tuning in and interacting in the Facebook comment section. Time for a cold one. And we'll be back with you tomorrow. Duck Insider on a Tuesday. We will have Cat Mertz, head coach Oregon Soccer, with us tomorrow as well. We'll talk to you then on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. I rescued Toast from my shelter in 2011. I love Toast because she's a lazy diva. Toast does whatever she wants, obviously. She's sleeping right now. She's so loving. She's so comforting. When I walked into the shelter, I knew right then that she was special. Toast, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Whoa, long time no see. It's me, the rock t-shirt in the back of your closet. Dude, remember? You crowd surfed in me, man. But you haven't worn me in like forever. I get it, you're retired, but I still got some rock left in me. So take me to Goodwill, where I could really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Sam Weish was a quarterback, head coach, and broadcaster in the NFL. Last year, he became a heart recipient. And now I know what a miracle feels like. My new heart gave me a new mission in life, and that is to get others to sign up to be organ donors. There are over 130 million people that have already signed up to be a part of that. Please sign up to be an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Many medicines used to treat colds and flu contain acetaminophen, a pain reliever and fever reducer found in hundreds of over-the-counter and prescription medicines. But taking too much or more than one medication containing acetaminophen per day can damage your liver. So always read the label and don't take acetaminophen if you drink three or more alcoholic drinks every day. To learn more, visit fda.gov slash OTC pain info. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Food and Drug Administration. listening to Duck Insider on the Oregon IMG Sports Network. Duck Insider is presented by On Point Community Credit Union. Better banking, local solutions. With a special thanks to University of Oregon Athletics Director Rob Mullins. Duck Insider is an exclusive presentation of IMG, America's home for college sports. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.